Welcome to Down There Aware. I'm Alex. And I'm Mary, Alex's mama. Each week we sit down to discuss various topics concerning gynecologic cancers and women's health care. In 2019, at the age of 32, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer and became painfully aware of just how unaware I was of everything down there. On this podcast, we interview experts, share personal stories, and explore new research. No subject is off limits, so we caution you to listen at your own discretion. Welcome back. We are in our last Monday of Gynecologic Cancer Awareness Month, and um, we are excited to to wrap up this month. Um, we have been sharing every day or so. <laughs> Haven't gotten them out every day, but a lot of new facts um, and information about all of the five gynecologic cancers and um, where purple was last week. We Yay. loved seeing all of your purple. And later in the episode, we are going to draw names of people who tagged us. Um, and then we'll we'll let you know on the podcast, but we'll also... Uh, slide into your dms to let you know that we uh, would like to send you some merch Yay! and as always if you want to see all of that information just have to follow us on instagram facebook twitter pinterest tiktok we are at down there aware on all of those platforms and we would love to have you join our community and um interact with everybody who's who's with us and um Becoming more down there aware every day. This week, we are bringing you five tips on how to maintain your down there awareness. Um, we um, have talked a lot about things that help you become down there aware, but as we know, becoming down there aware is half the battle, but it takes a lifetime commitment to stay down there where and you know it can be a hassle we understand it's not always fun to stay on top of things like our health but it's very important because at the end of the day our health is all we got well you know we stay on top of a lot of other things we um want to be sure we have the right hair products so our hair looks good. We want to be sure we have the right skin products so we look 10 years younger than we are. <laughs> You know, so it's just another thing that it's important um, to stay aware so we can be on top of our overall health. Yeah. And so the first tip is to stay on top of your annual appointments. That is one of the easiest ways to stay down there where and yes, we're going to give you a lot of other tips. But if you have one takeaway from this episode, from this podcast, it's to make sure you see your gynecologist every year and you receive a pelvic exam every year. Well, and um, we know with COVID, there's been a lot of, there have been a lot of issues about uh, regular appointments. And um, I hope those have all been worked out after nearly two years at this. Um, I think the medical community has figured out how they can still see their patients and see them safely. So that's not going to keep people from going in for those annual checkups. And just think that all of the people who didn't get to go in during COVID are now being, it's being caught up. All, the patient list is being caught up. So 
it's just so important to keep your appointment because it's going to be difficult to make another one if you end up not going. And as someone who has a lot of regular annual appointments from my regular gynecologic visit, which we know is actually more often than that because I'm still in my five-year cancer window, um, but also I have to see an eye doctor every year. I have to see a dentist every year. I have to get an echocardiogram every year. So as someone who understands, there, it's a lot, right? It, you have to take off work or you have to plan. You, if you have kids, you have to figure that out. Um, th- there's a lot around it. And especially if, you know, your GP annual checkup, they might want blood work. So you have to figure out when you get to the lab to get your blood work a week ahead of time. And then you go to the appointment. I get it. It's not super easy. But... It is completely worth the time, effort, and energy it takes to maintain that appointment, fix your schedule so that you can prioritize your, your health and yourself. And that's really what it's about is priorities. You, if you're not well, you can't take care of the people around you, the people who depend on you, uh, the people you love. So um, it's really important to stay on top of that. And part of it is... When you go to those appointments, be sure you are armed with any questions you might have or any observations you've had about your own body um, that you feel like you need to share with your GYN so you can get some feedback and um, some treatment if you need it. Well, and it's really important that those appointments aren't just getting there, they take your blood pressure, they check up on your medicine list, they check all of your allergies and then they say the doctor will be right with you and then you play on your phone for a few minutes and then they come in and you're stripped down from the waist down and then they check you out and they say okay everything looks good see you next year you should come with questions written down questions. yeah because if you don't write them down or put them in your notes in your phone you're gonna forget something and it's just inevitable and that's fine um and it but it helps you focus and doctors don't mind answering questions i have never ever. And I've seen a lot of doctors. (laughs) I have never once in my life had a doctor say, I don't have time for questions or I'm not going to answer your questions. More often than not, if I ask one question, they say, do you have any more? Exactly. And so, I mean, that's what they're there for. They want to take their time with you to help you understand your body, to help you understand any conditions you have, any medications you're taking. That's that's part of their job. Um, And so, ask the questions. And even if you don't think you need to ask any questions, if you think it's a normal visit, figure something out to ask and maybe, I don't know, ask a generic question that can get the conversation going um, about how important it is. I mean, the last time I went to my gynecologic oncologist, I asked, when should I get a colonoscopy? When should I get a, a mammogram? I'm 34, almost 35. When is that an important step for me? So even if it's not relevant to that specific appointment, it still is open. You know, that appointment is open for you to ask questions about your health. I I think people my age a lot of times feel like, oh, doctors are so busy and I'm not sick. And so I don't want to waste their time. They need to be working on sick people. And, you know, somehow our generation has, um, we've just put doctors in a place where we don't want to bother them. And I really urge 
especially people my age and older, but but everyone, to get rid of that perception of doctors. They are there to help you. You are paying them to help you. And um, it's just very important if you have any questions or you've made any observations about your own health and you need some clarification that you understand that's what the appointment is for. Yeah, and that really leads into number two. So how can you know what to ask about if you're not paying attention to your body and being aware of any changes that might be happening with your body and your cycle? That could be is your, you know, if you um, are still having your period, did it change in length? Did it change in heaviness? Did it change in frequency? Did it change in pain level? Um, You know, those are things to be aware of, but also be aware of your skin. Be aware of changes that are happening. Um, You know, we know the vulvar cancer, which is very hard to detect and hard to um, diagnose, is very easily spotted by self-exams. So get your mirror out, get comfy on your bed. There's a great, we'll link it um, in the show notes, but there's a great Instagram account to follow. They're at Vulver Cancer Awareness. And there's also a British one that is Vulver Cancer Awareness UK. We'll tag both of them. Oh, sorry. It's Vulver Cancer UK Awareness. Um, We'll tag both of them in our show notes because they have really, really great content that is specific to vulvar cancer, um, what to look for, how to do your exam. And so um, that's something that's really important that, you know, yes, it's probably easier to take um, account of your cycle and your periods and things that are happening, your moods and how you're feeling and your pain levels. Um, but actually being intentional about looking at your vulva and making sure that it looks healthy. Well, and I think, too, um, if we're aware of what's going on, any changes um, or anything we have questions about, it's important to bring it up to the doctor who is in that specialty because I, I talked about this a little bit in a previous episode that I had some itching and some uncomfortable burning, and I made an assumption that it was some new medication I was taking because I knew that was some of the those were some of the side effects, and I even mentioned it to one of my doctors, and she said, "Oh well, that's a side effect of this medication," and never examined me because we both made that assumption. But when it didn't clear up, and I went to my GYN, I thought, well, I might as well, she's going to be down there checking me out anyway, I might as well mention it to her. And she said, oh, no, 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 that is not a side effect. And that's when we talked about lichen planus and lichen sclerosis. And that is why there are specialists. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, a GP has a high level of every part of your body. But more often than not, they're going to need to send you to a specialist Um, And, you know, they can determine whether it's urgent or, you know, you can take your time making an appointment and how important it's going to be to follow up. But you really need to see that specialist because a gynecologist spends their entire life (laughs) in and around vaginas and uteruses and thinking about ovaries and what the vulva should look like. And they've seen thousands. So they know they know what's normal. 
And also along those lines, if you have some sort of issue and your doctor gives you some kind of medication or tells you to follow a specific regimen, it's really important in staying down there aware that you follow those instructions to the letter um, because you might not get better if you don't. And a good thing to ask if you're given some kind of medication is, and when will I see you again for a follow-up? Um, so that you're not left hanging as to whether you're better or not. You want a definitive answer that this medication worked and you're better. Well, and it helps you understand the process. It helps you understand your care plan to know when you're going to be followed up with and you know what tests, if any, need to be done before then. Are they going to call you? Are you going to call them? And it gives you kind of an idea to to know if you need to reach out to uh, another provider, you know, that they're referring you to or if you're waiting to hear from them. And um, it just gives you a holistic picture. So, you know, that old adage, no, there's no dumb questions. There really aren't when it comes to your health and your body. And unless you've been to medical school, you don't know what they know. And so it's really worth asking anything, any question that you have. Yes. And, and that sort of leads us into number three, which is the importance of monthly self-exams or at least self-exams in between regular appointments. And on the links that Alex and I are going to post on the website, um, also discuss a lot of, um, easy ways to do that, tips on how to do it. I saw something the other day about um, we have such great cameras on our phones that sometimes you should just take a picture and then look at it. And you, and you can, can zoom, zoom in. in and really see clearly. And I would have never thought about that, but I thought, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Be careful if you don't delete those pictures yeah. <laughs> where, <laughs> where you where you save them and who's looking at your phone. But yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example of it's kind of awkward, right? Like our vulva is in a weird spot. And so um, to look at at least. So that's something um, that you can really take your uh, take ownership of your own health and and just do a simple check like, hey, is that a weird bump? Is that redness supposed yeah. to be there? Um, and, you know, every time that something changes, maybe it's not um, a cause for alert, but see if it changes the next time you look at it. it. Did it go away? Did it come back or did it get worse? Did it get bigger? Um, and kind of track those changes because that's what's really important is the progress of changes within your, your body. Yeah, I mean, I... I just can take a page from my dermatologist. I go annually for a body check. Just I'm fair skinned and um, I spent time in the sun. I was going to say, if you, if you don't admit. Uh, oh, you... I will admit as a teenager, I spent a lot of time in with the sun. no sunscreen. Yeah. I, sunscreen was not a thing. In fact, um, baby oil was the thing. And, um, you know, I certainly know better now, but um Anyway, so I go to the dermatologist annually to get a body check. And there are a few places he has taken pictures of so he can compare the next time I come in. It's in my file. He can see if it's changed in color, changed in size, changed in shape. 
um, of things that he's just watching because there's so much pre-cancer that there's no reason to cut it out right now. I do get lots of things frozen, um, especially on my legs um, because they are precancerous, but just things that he wants to keep an eye on and, you know, take a page from that book. That's a healthy way to stay on top of any changes you might have in your lower region. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we just talk about calling things by their appropriate name? Well, I didn't want to name a specific region because there's a lot, there's a whole lot of stuff down there. There is a lot of whole, yeah, a whole lot of stuff down there. So that leads us into number four, maintaining proper hygiene. You know, we discussed this several episodes back um, about how your vagina doesn't need to smell like flowers. (laughs) And it doesn't. And, you know, mom's gynecologist, every time she visits, says only use water. Don't even use soap. Nope. Only water. Only water. The vagina is self-cleaning. You don't need to wash inside. Please don't douche. Stop douching right now. Uh, Alex is embellishing and she doesn't say all those things. Oh, no. I This is my own (laughs) tangent. But um, so she says only use water and wear white cotton underwear. Yeah. And, now, and and loose-fitting pants. Yeah. Now, of course, we all can't follow all of those guidelines all of the time. But you can most of the time, and especially in the shower. Yeah, you can always You only can always use only use water. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, your vagina was designed really well. It takes care of itself. It doesn't need a douche. That's It's so bad for you to do that. Well, because you clean out a lot of the, the natural good bacteria and yeah. that, that kind of microbiome that is present in all of us. Um, and you want to maintain that because that is how your vagina stays healthy. And they've done studies, I'm sure we could find one to, to post, where um, women who douche regularly had more frequent um, urinary tract infections and um, yeast infections. Just We, we will find something We'll to find post something scientific. Because that's because, important. Yeah. Um, but just goes to show you, your body knows what it's doing, and you don't have to do as much as you think. So now I will say this is kind of a side note. I, and I haven't had a chance to follow up on this, but I will. After not my last appointment at my gynecologic oncologist, but one before that, I had a normal exam, um, pelvic exam. And when the PA who did it left, she said, you know, you can use your gown to clean up kind of thing. Cause they use lube and, and it gets messy, whatever. And so, and she said, there's also a wipe on the tray. And I was like, oh, okay, that's new. It was a St. Ives wipe. (laughs) And, and, uh, and it just blew my mind because it, and it wasn't an unscented St. Ives wipe. It was a normal one that you would buy at Walmart. Now I will add, that's not my same GYN. (laughs) Well, because mom doesn't go to an oncologist. No, but I'm saying my GYN, I don't believe is going to have those, um, Right, but my point in saying that was that even professionals mm. can make a mistake because some rep somewhere dropped off some samples and they said, oh, we can put these in the rooms, whatever, without even really giving it any thought. And now, will the average woman be able to use St. Ives products and have no issues? Probably. Um, 
I'm not a doctor I or a scientist. I can't say for sure. But yeah, probably. I mean, there aren't any lawsuits out there that I know of. And so that's probably why doctors are like, oh, it's okay. But really, you don't need it. So let your lower self be how it is supposed to be and just rinse it with a little bit of water. And that leads us into number five, which is encouraging others, the people we love and care about and are around a lot, um, to continue to be down there aware, to discuss anything they might feel comfortable discussing. It's kind of a buddy system thing, reminding each other about appointments, uh, reminding each other about um, medication or... uh, well, just anything. <laughs> that was a good list there. Yeah. <laughs> My list of two. Um, well, but it, you know, ever since my cancer diagnosis and starting the podcast and becoming down there aware, I constantly ask my friends, have you had your annual exam this year? Are you scheduled for your annual exam? It, I mean, it doesn't come up like in every conversation, but if they're talking to me about some problems they're having or, you know, something that they have a question about, I'm like, well, have you had your annual exam yet? It's really, really important. Um, and so, and you know, I, <laughs> I play the guilt card a little bit of like, well, you know what happened when I had my exam? <laughs> <laughs> um, and not to scare them, but really just to, to kind of add some humor. Um, but it, it's just really important. And again, this is not for us to scare anyone. We don't want to live in fear, but we just want to be aware and have all of the knowledge we can. And we know that having an annual pelvic exam is the number one way to prevent gynecologic cancers and a number of other gynecologic um, conditions that can make your life really uncomfortable. And I think um, if we know someone who has had cancer, right or wrong, I think it's human nature that it kind of brings it home and um, makes us think about it. So I don't know that it's so bad that you remind your friends that look what happened to me. Um, Because sometimes I think as human beings, we we don't think that would ever happen to us. And if you watch the news, you see all the time people who've been through a hurricane or a tornado or their house burned down, you know, um, or there's a shooting in their local grocery store, which just happened this week. Um, you know, they say, we just would never have thought this would happen to us. We know that happens to other people. We've seen it on TV. Well, I think when you remind somebody um, that you experience that and you encourage them to get checked themselves, then um, it brings it home for them. So I don't think that's a bad thing. No, not at all. And I'm happy to do it. I mean, heck, I talk about everything on this podcast and it goes out into the ether. Any person who has access to podcasts can listen to this and hear my story. And that's really the point is um, because when I was diagnosed it, I had one of those moments like, well, this doesn't happen to people my age. And I never expected it to happen to me because I had no clue that it could, that it was a possibility. You know, at least, you know, if you live in Florida, there's a possibility you might experience a hurricane. Um, you might think, oh, my house will never be destroyed to an extreme. But 
you still know living in Florida, your house could get hit by a hurricane. I had zero clue that as a 32 year old, I could get endometrial cancer that would cause the need for a hysterectomy. So that's why we have this podcast. That's why we feel so strongly about advocating for being down there aware and for all gynecologic cancers. Uterine cancer happens to be the most prevalent of those. Um, certainly not the most deadly um, or the rarest of cancers, but it's all five are important. All five are important to talk about. And that's what we are doing this month of September. We have a couple more days left. So hang on and watch our content for even more facts and tips and information about gynecologic cancers. Well, it is the time of the show. We picked some names of people who tagged us or shared their pictures um, of wearing purple on last Monday. And so our names are mom... Uh, Beth Iman. Beth Iman, all the way from the UK. In the UK. So we'll get with Beth and get her address so we can send her some goodies. And the next one, Andrea Bowles. Hey, Andrea, all the way back from Chain of Lakes. Awesome. Love to see it. A fellow cancer survivor, Mm. a fellow gynecologic cancer survivor. And Beth is a. Breast cancer survivor. Yeah, breast cancer survivor. So how cool that the two names that we drew. Wow. Very, very meaningful. And they get it. They know how important it is to share and be down there aware. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We have some great content coming up in the next few months. And we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 